Good morning, Remy. Good morning, Rick. Boy, the internet god wanted to play with us right away this morning. <laughs> I know. Well, maybe we got it all out. I was like, this isn't this is not a good start to the day. This is not a good start. We couldn't even get it to record. Interesting. Well, welcome to Cowgirls with a Coffee with the Cowgirls, everybody. I'm Brett Kruger. And I'm Remy Greer. We um it's good to see your face. It's good to be back together, Remy. I miss your face. We've um, been off kilter a little bit the last couple of weeks. So we have a little catching up to do. And you went to the lake, you went to the lake and disappeared from the face of the earth. I did. I did. Uh, we were on vacation last week. Well, um, the week before that, you had other commitments and were busy. Um, but I interviewed Callie Berkshire and she was great. She did a great job. Um, fun girl good interview anyway and then the next week i went on vacation and yes it is off the grid there is no cell service uh no tv no internet no nothing um just lots and lots of family time yeah uh <clears throat> for those of you who've never been have you ever been totally unplugged Remy? yes it is really hard to get used to at first but once you get used to it it is such a freeing feeling. It is so good. <clears throat> I highly recommend it. Um, everyone to give that a little go or try. It's good. Um, I remember when I worked in corporate America and I would go up there. You know, you're so used to being at everybody's beck and call all the time. And I'm like, That's my dog. <laughs> That's another story. She has a tooth infection, Remy. I had to take her to the doggy dentist. Now, did they get it taken care of? They did, but what happens is if she like bumps her head just right or moves her tongue and hits something in her mouth, it hurts her. She's on all kinds of antibiotics. And my God, if you guys know me, you know how much this little dog means to me. So I'm really hoping that everything is good with her. Um, so yes, that she just lets out a wild squeal every once in a while, but anywho, um, I had such a hard time unplugging when I worked for corporate America because I'd never done it before. And I thought the world was going to fall apart if I didn't respond to every text or email as soon as they came in. So it was hard for me to adjust because I wasn't getting service and then I would have to go to town so I could get service to see if there was an emergency that I needed to stop or help put out. And so glad that I figured out how to let myself go for that week. So. And, uh, we put on a horse show in Red Bluff last weekend. Uh, well, we got notifications that the hurricane was going to land in California. And then it never did. Uh, we got like two inches of rain. We didn't even have wind. Um, other places, like look, some places got hammered. I'm just saying that um, where we are is not bad. Uh, where our cows are, so like where we were, where we have cows up in Yukaipa, the bench in Yukaipa, so right along the mountain, got a lot of rain, but not all of it did. It was a, uh, it was interesting to see like the sheer amount of panic about a lot of rain coming. 
I was more worried about the wind, but we didn't have wind. We just had uh, two and a half inches of rain. My hot walker got flooded. That's about it. I was riding on Monday. You know, it all fell on Sunday, and I was still riding on Monday, so it wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible. No. Nice. Um, it's been so hot here lately. It's been 104, 105, which we are in Minnesota, not Arizona. It should not be like this here. It is stifling. I haven't thrown my leg over a horse in over two weeks. <laughs> huh. You know, it's a, it was nice last week. Yesterday morning was crisp, reminding me that spooky season is almost upon us because I will start decorating my house September 1st for Halloween. Um, it was like so nice in the morning. It was like kind of crisp, a cool fall morning. And, oh then it was like a, and then it was like 100 by, by noon. And I was like, man, you really tricked me because it wasn't warm in the morning. I thought maybe I had a, a shot. But I, I so on to other things. While we were on vacation, Brandon's step-grandpa passed away. And it was in, Wally passed away three days before he turned 101. So he lived a very full life. He was a World War II veteran, um, amazing man. Anyhow, we had a celebration of life on Monday when we came back. And I know that this is such an odd conversation, but I have to share it with you and our viewers because it is something I've never thought about. And when it was in front of me, I was like, I don't know. I just had a really weird emotion roll through my body and I can't seem to get it out of my head. But anyhow, um, Wally was married before. He was married to Brandon's grandma, obviously. But his first wife passed away in 1990. And they were married for 47 years. And when we went out to the uh, cemetery to bury him, Joyce, his current wife, is sitting there and um, they're doing the ceremony and I realize that he's getting buried next to his first wife, Remy. And I, for the life of me, I mean, I've just never even thought about it and I don't know. I don't think it's wrong. Um, I just never thought about it and I bet it happens all the time. I felt bad for Joyce. I just kind of felt, you know what I mean? Because now he's going to be with his first wife. And uh, I know she probably didn't feel that way because I think in your second marriage, it's probably more companionship because especially because of what age they were when they got married. But Wally was married for 75 years of his life. 75 years. Champ. He deserved a medal for that alone. Um, yeah, I just, uh, thoughts that I never think about, weigh in, please. I'm, I don't think it's right well, or did wrong. He did he divorce his first wife? No, she passed away, Remy, in 1990. Yeah, so I mean, it wasn't like he divorced her and then got buried next to her. No, I'm not saying that, but did you ever even, like, it never even crossed my mind. Like, so I when my, when my grandfather died when I was in high school, we went to his funeral and um, my, so my mom's mom had died earlier 
and he remarried. I don't think they ever got divorced. He remarried. And his funeral, like, barely mentioned my mom's family. And he had stepkids, but he didn't have kids. With wait, wait, wife. wait, wait. Back up now. So his funeral barely mentioned your mom's family, and she was part of the original family or the step family? She was the original family. So, so see, it was that. So, yeah, so barely mentioned that. Never mentioned uh, Verbena, which was my grandmother. And... Uh, yeah, it was like that whole first part of his life didn't happen. So that was. We'll see on this. Super funeral. awkward. And then my uncle who hadn't been, he lives in Australia, who hadn't been back to America for a long time, came for the funeral. And it was just super awkward because they did not mention, um, yeah, any of it. This funeral was the other direction. They talked a lot about his first part of his life, but not much about the second part of his life. And it was super awkward and I felt really bad for Brandon's grandma. And I know she didn't feel that way, but I've just never been in the situation of that where they've been married before. I've never been to a funeral where they've been married before and they're currently married. <clears throat> so it's just things I never thought about. I'm not saying that it's weird. I just, had a hard time grasping it is what I will say. It was kind of hard to see. I I mean, if it was me, I want, I'm I'm going with Brandon for sure. If you go first, you're just gonna haunt him anyway. So it's yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm going with him. I mean, I, I would wanna be buried next to him, but I would not expect him to, you know, um, live an unhappy unmarried life if I'm yeah. gone I, so uh... moving on um yesterday Remy what we're going to talk today about is handling anger and we've had that request from how we handle anger I guess uh we've had this request from one of our viewers so we're going to make it happen for her but the funny thing is, is we were supposed to do this yesterday and right before we went on, I was super pissed. I'm like, this is going to bode well because this is what we're going to talk about, how we handle this. But I'm going to tell you why I'm, I was super pissed and I was disheartened. I, it made me so sad. Um, most of you know that I've been, I come from an agricultural background. I've been in the egg industry my entire life. My corporate career was based around the egg industry solely. Um, when I got out of college, I went and took a job with Purina and I worked in the largest, it was the largest dairy county in the state of Minnesota. It was Stearns County. And at that time, it was primarily made up of farms, dairy farms that were probably 200 head or less. And you know, that was around 2000. And it was very feasible and possible for us. Those were considered small family farms. It was feasible and possible for those folks to make a living, a good one, and survive off of those family farms. Those days have just, those days have passed by so fast. It is now really tough, really tough 
to make a living for a family on a family farm of that size. The only way that it really works is if you've got your own homemade workforce to help you. Um, so with that being said, I have a lot of appreciation for the small family farm. Um, I love what it stands for. I love what I know the hard work, determination, grit, everything that they put in to make it happen. And I have such an appreciation for it. So yesterday I was on my way home from running errands and I'm five miles from my house and I see an auction sign. So when I got home, I quick looked it up to see what it was because I didn't know that there was anything around here. And it was for a family farm dairy. It, the farm has been in existence since 1931, but the dairy portion of it has been in the last 50, over the last 50 years. And yesterday they started their farm auction. They're doing a total sell. It's a two-day auction. And Brandon's like, I'm going to go over there and check it out. You're going to be busy. <clears throat> I'm going to do that. Perfect. So I sit down and we were about, we were going to be doing this yesterday afternoon, like a half hour before he went or after he went and uh, he texts me a picture and it, the picture, I put it on LinkedIn. So if any of you are on LinkedIn, go look on LinkedIn. It was a picture of the auction. They sold the cows yesterday and I kind of get teary eyed just talking about it now because damn it, nobody was freaking there. Nobody showed up, Remy. And they didn't show up because small family farms are a thing of the past. And it sucks. It, it was like, the picture was like reality. And um, I hated it for them. I hated it that they potentially had to sit there and watch what they built probably sell for way under the money um maybe a total of 15 people sitting in chairs it would be really hard to take so yeah i was pissed and i was like let's talk about anger things like that get me so damn fired up and um it hurts it hurts my heart to see it and there's gonna be some of our listeners probably don't even know what i'm talking about and there's going to be generations coming up who they don't even know what a small family farm looks like. They don't know the hard work and the sweat and stuff that goes into something like that. And they won't because they're becoming obsolete. I know it's a, it's really hard when you start thinking about, it's the same thing with what, it's not on that scale, but it's the same thing with what we do, right? You do a lot of work that you hope is appreciated and you do the right things. And you think if you work hard enough, and you live correctly and you try to make the right decisions that you'll be rewarded for it. And unfortunately, that's not true a lot of the times. It doesn't matter how hard you work. It doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter what you have to offer. If someone doesn't want it, they don't want it. It doesn't matter what it is. And um, was, I was talking to Taylor Yaunt this weekend in Red Bluff and we were talking about steers selling up at the Sonoma Fair. There's a bunch of steers that these FFA kids pour a lot of money into, pay a lot of money for, that got no bids, no bids at all. 
And can you imagine, so imagine that same thing, being a high school kid up there and you've worked for months on end to get this year ready, you've shown it, and then you go up there and like not even, no one bids a dollar on your animal. I, and same thing, that hurts my heart. I know someone else at the Ventura County Fair put a bid in on a steer, they'd already bought one, just trying to get the bidding rolling and they ended up with the second steer because nobody bid after them. And it wasn't like the bid high. And I, I can't imagine, like, and you've got to be mortified too. So I feel bad for those kids. You're sitting up there hoping to sell your animal because that is, it's all your hard work into one single thing. And it. Yeah, I don't think that, um, I can't speak on a hundred percent because I'm not really sure, but I'm pretty sure that the, um, 4-H and FFA livestock auction in the Midwest are very well attended and bought. I'm, I I don't think that there's... Yeah, no, and usually the ones in California, like usually that's what I was talking to Taylor about, like this is the first year it's happened where people haven't bid. But I'm just I'm saying it's the same thing, right? You build this whole dairy and expect someone at least to come and try and get your scraps and they're not you there. You know what? It wasn't even that for me, Remy. I mean... Um, I think it's like a thing of the community. Those auctions used to be like a little bit of a social gathering, yeah. especially for somebody who those generational farms are just a thing in the past. I mean, think about that 1931 until 2023, that farm has been in the same flipping family that those days are so gone. They don't hardly exist anymore. And it wasn't like that. And maybe it's the fact that it's changed. Maybe that's what strikes a chord with me that I just saw it in that picture, that depiction, that picture depicted change for me. The world is changing and the times are definitely not what they used to be. That is the way I felt because in the past in the Midwest, it felt like when you seen one of those auction signs, Remy, Everybody and their brother came to support and rally around that family. Yeah, the thing is, it's not just that they're not there to purchase. There's just no support there either. That is what I'm saying. It was flipping sad to look at the picture. It, yeah. So, things like that, I don't handle very well. <laughs> I just get so fired up, and it's probably spelt shit out of my mouth that I shouldn't um but we just know how hard those people work and I know what the days ahead of I know what the days ahead are going to be like them for them probably not great um especially when you've done it for that long I just I would imagine it would be hard to really know what to do with yourself yeah. When you built your life around working and then you don't work anymore, what are you supposed to do? Mm. Yeah. For sure. For sure. All right. Well, uh, do you, did you have mom rage at all on your vacation? No. Look at you. I didn't. Mm -mm. No. I did not. Uh, I'm trying to think here. I got a little pissy with 
Bronson and Bodie because they're so competitive with each other that when we were playing pickleball, they would go at it a little bit. But no, I never had any meltdowns. I never, mm -mm. you know, um, well, it is different with my kids. When it comes to anger, I don't know. I don't know what the best scenario is, Remy. I have no flipping clue. I just know that we're all different and, but I'm a hundred percent non-confrontational. I don't like confrontation. Um, if it's around me, like if you're genuinely attacking me, I'm not going to confront you. I don't, I could give two shits less. Um, now if it was about my kids, I, there's a good chance I would say something maybe even then, I don't know. Sometimes I get kind of whipped up about others. Like if somebody does something wrong to somebody else and I feel like it was a real shitty thing to do, I would say something, but my particular anger trait is probably not a great one. And it's something that I need to work on. Um, and something that I didn't see until a couple years ago and kindly had it pointed out to me by my husband and he was right. Um, I, I tend to hold my anger in and let it build and build and build until I can't take it anymore. And then I have a freak out. A freak out is like what I like to call it. And my freak out usually is on him and he doesn't have anything to do with it. But, and it sucks. It sucks for him. It's probably not great. It's not great on me to do that, but that is what I do. And so he becomes the, the vessel for all of your anger, even if it's not, yeah. even if it's not warranted by him at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I don't, I, 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 I have more mom rage, honestly. That's like my thing, right? So do what I tell you to do when I've told you to do it. I've asked you to do it. And now I'm a total bitch because I'm going to yell at you because you didn't do this. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, why do you have to yell at me? I don't know. I told you to put the bowl away in the sink five times and you continue to leave it on the stovetop, which is six inches away. Could you just do what I asked you to do? Well, and and uh, you just want it done now <laughs> and it's frustrating for it's really frustrating for me and then the other thing is if you know if you come in the house after a long day and the house has been cleaned and it's already a mess like what are you doing like it's, it's like for me i think how i feel about it with my kids is it's really disrespectful right you're making a mess that you're making no off that you're not trying to take care of because i will just fix it I'm tired. I don't want to fix it all the time. Just take care of it the first time. So honestly, most of my anger is, and it's, and it's horrible. And like, you see it on social media, you see it on a lot of stuff like mom rage, right? Because it's, I'm just asking you to help me out. I am not your servant. I am not your slave. We are supposed to be partners. You're supposed to be helping me. And your kids are just like, oh, great. Let me drop my wrapper here and let me do this. But who do you think picks it up? You know, and then you make them pick it up and then they get upset with you. And you're like, if you would have just put it in the trash can in the first place. And, uh, yeah. Um, so I can't remember. It must have been.
Monday, Bodhi started driver's ed this week for me. Um, and it's 35 minutes away from my house. And it's two and a half hours long. So um, you get plenty of driving time going there. Yeah, yeah. So anyhow, um, I can't remember. I was pretty, I was so crabby on Monday. And I was in a bad mood. Um, and unfortunately, I was taking my bad mood out on my kids. And I get them in the truck and I was extremely crabby. And Bodie looked at me and he said, you know, I understand that you're mad, but you don't have to take it out on us. Fair. Thank you. Thank you, child, for being a grown up here and telling me that. I will try to calm down. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do get a little mom anger towards them for sure. Fly off the handle, say things that I don't mean. Um, but I don't know any woman who doesn't. Um, no, I think it's hard. It's like, because I know I'm hard on my kids, but at the same time, it's, I get the comment that I'm too hard on them. And then other people are hard on them. And it seems like it's, oh, it's, I don't know how to be hard and soft at the same time because I've tried being soft and it doesn't work. Like Kyle is turning into a man at 11 and that's a, and like, he's supposed to be my soft, sweet one, but I'm watching him change and for me, certain things are important. Well, they're not as important to him and they're not as important to James. Well, they're important to me. And so then I try and stress that and then I just end up looking like an asshole. So I'm stuck in a really weird situation because, you know, what I feel is important doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter to Kyle in the long run. He just has to figure out what's important to him. And, uh, like, uh, He's not, he's always gotten really good grades. We didn't have a good grade in something. And granted, like now, because they do every, like now he's in middle school. So everything gets turned in every day. So you can see their grades every day. And I was asking him about a grade, not because he's getting a bad grade, but to make sure he understood it. Well, he takes, it's like, well, I, I'm going to try harder to get an A. I'm like, I don't care that you're not getting an A. I need you to understand that like you have a bad grade in this because you didn't, again, right? You didn't do something you're supposed to do. You didn't turn the work in. And then Brett disappeared. Hello, you didn't turn the work in, or if you are getting a bad grade because you're doing poorly on your homework and test, it means you don't understand it. You're not stupid and you're not lazy. So we, if we need to get you help, so I use it as a marker. Do I need to get tutoring for him? Do I need to, I'm just trying to stay on top of it. But you know, all he hears about is that I don't think he has good grades, which it isn't about the grades. The grades are just a marker of how successful you're being at that point. So, um, you know, and it's the same thing, like, it, and I was to someone else about this the other day. It's okay for a dad to say it one way. It's just not okay for a mom to say it that way. And it's, it's difficult for me to navigate those waters because I've always been strong and now I'm supposed to be soft. And it's a, it's a tough situation for me to be in. And he takes, and he takes it as anger. It's not anger. The anger I have is, uh, when you leave a bowl full of pasta unrinsed right next to the sink, just, just rinse it out. And then I don't have to sound like a raging bitch because I yelled at you about, and I do, I wish I was the mom that was like, you know what, sweetie, it's okay. 
all take care of unreal, unrealistic expectations from yourself, Remy. Yeah, it's like, um, and it's one of those things where it's like, oh, so am I still supposed to be nice and then take care of it? Or am I supposed to be nice and ask them repeatedly to take care of it? Because like, we have simple rules, take your shoes off, put your dishes in the sink. And like, look, my boys help. They, un they unload the dish, they load the dishwasher, they unload the dishwasher. They switch laundry loads out for me. So it's not like they're not doing anything, but I'm just like, do you not, could, could we not just leave like a bowl full of food right fucking there? They're also boys like, um, and okay. So that's the important part though. They are boys. So am yeah. I sending guys out into the world that have this view of a submissive partner that's going to follow them? And are they going to marry a wife that they want to be their mother? Really? Who's going to follow around and pick up after them? How do you, you create good men? Man? I think the greatest test to see how you're doing is, is, um, because I understand what you're saying. And yeah, like I, the other day I walked into Bronson's room and I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, clean up. We're going to get mice if you don't knock this shit off. So disgusting. Or bats. Yeah. We don't need either one of them. I don't really care for nature that much, especially in my house. Anyhow, um, send like, I think that I see like my greatest results is if they're somewhere else other than here like I send them off to somewhere and they're people tell me then they give me feedback like oh my god they were so good about do -do 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 -do. I'm like really because I don't do that shit at home so what <clears throat> so just because they don't do it at home doesn't mean that they're like not we haven't trained them in some way to do that you know it's so frustrating mm -hmm. no I think like I We've talked, so I, uh, you know, they were asking how we handle anger. I tend to really not get that angry for a long period of time. Like, it takes a lot to make, to, like, I don't explode. Like, you talk about exploding, right? So I don't do that. Like, I don't dump everything out. However, if you see me being angry, it took me a long time to get there. And I say that because it's a different way, right? I ignore things until they go away. If it doesn't affect me, no problem. So I ignore things until they go away. And then if they don't go away and I finally come undone, it's in my opinion, well-earned, right? I've tried to ignore you. I've tried to give you other options. I've tried to do other things and uh, then I'll be upset, but it's the same thing. Like, so, and it comes down to how you think about things in life. For me, like a lot of things haven't gone the way I've wanted them to. And it's okay. Like stuff isn't always going to work out. Um, you know, and like sometimes in business, it's nobody's fault or it's somebody's fault, but it wouldn't matter anyway. So I think about like, if I won the lottery, right? If I won the lottery, it wouldn't be because I did something or I was inherently good. That's why I won the lottery. The numbers rolled like they were supposed to. Inversely, if I don't win the lottery, it's not because I did something bad. And that's what I think about like major successes in business. You have to set yourself up. You have to buy the lottery ticket, say the option, but you have to set yourself up to be successful. And if it doesn't work out, you can figure out how to make it better, but there's no use in dwelling on why it didn't work out, on being upset about uh, everything that's possible that could have gone right. And it didn't because poor me, it didn't go my way, right? Because I think, I think looking back is where a lot of people's more like, anger comes from, right? If this would have just happened, this would happen for me where I'm like, well, that didn't go as planned. 
So now I will regather and move forward. I don't, I tend to not look back very much because it doesn't matter anyway. So I'm probably thinking about anger on a smaller level than you are. Cause well, so I think of like, you know, we just, no, I, I know I do, but again, right. That's our personality. Like I don't get that. And it's not a bad thing. I, I don't get that angry. Like I have a di business dealing with people. So I have to hear about a lot of their problems and it doesn't matter what you do. There's always going to be chatter in smaller circles. And I have to ignore that because if I don't, then I'm going to get angry with either the people or what's being said or what's being misconstrued. So I just have to let it go because again, it doesn't affect me. If you have a problem with me, then you can tell me you're not going to tell 20 other people or you can tell 20 other people, but you didn't respect me enough to tell me your problem. So now I don't have, I don't have an issue with you because it's not worth my time. Well, so as you know, we just went on family vacation. When was the last time you've ever been in a small area with your whole family for six days? Uh, probably before I had Kyle, we all went to Lake Powell, like my extended family, not just my family, my extended family. So, so and we grew up going to Lake Powell. So there's always lots of fights because again, there's no cell service. You're trapped on a boat or on the beach. It's not even that. I mean, okay. So it's not even that, but there's eight adults and then there's all the children and it's all great. It is all great. Like, um, everything's great. <laughs> It was great. It was fantastic. <laughs> Nothing went it wrong. Was. No, but like when you're, what I'm saying, like when you're trapped, right? Like you're not really trapped, but no, it's like it's the just... stuff, the stuff that didn't bother you on day one starts to bother you by day four. That is what I'm saying. Yeah. We, you're just not used to being, you are used to your world, period. This is the greatest example I can give because we just had it and nothing bad happened at all. But what happens is, is you get so used to your world and how you do things and your routine, most importantly, your routine. And that happens in work environments, um, on the daily, everywhere. You get so used to your routine and how you do things, how you like things done, what works best for you. And sometimes those I mean, because think about that when you have, I mean, like I said, I could never do Mike and Jenny Christensen's vacations. That sounds like absolute hell to me. Um, but think about the time you wake up in the morning. Um, think about your, when there's a single bathroom, one bathroom for lots of people. Think about that, your bathroom time. Like, um, you might love taking long showers. And that's your deal. It makes you feel good, but it probably pisses everybody else off because they want in the one bathroom in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe you're not a cook and you don't want to cook. You'd want somebody else to take care of that. I, there's a lot of little things that happen on the daily when you are with people that you're not used to being around like you're immediate family that you can let pick at you pick at you pick at you that's what I'm trying to say like I let that little shit like just get to me get to me get to me and then I explode and I usually explode on Brandon and then I feel really bad like and then he'll be like 
he is the best one to do it to because he's pretty um, level-headed and he'd be like, can't believe that you never thought that through or didn't think about that, Breck. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> no, it's a, uh, and I, but see, again, for me, like I try, I try and let a lot of little things go. And um, I try to not, and I say I try because it doesn't always happen. And I try to not be hurt about what I feel is dismissive of, because I think I get more angry at that, right? Like when someone's dismissive of me, when they don't value my opinion or they think that I'm not knowledgeable about something that I'm knowledgeable about. And, uh, you know, being a woman in the horse industry, I, I get a lot of that. So I just, um, instead of being angry, you just have to take a deep breath and it's not about it. And it really is. It's true. Most anger isn't about you, just like you said, right? So when you put it on Brandon, it wasn't about him and he can shake it off. The problem yeah, is some of us. could be a lot for him too. Like, and it yeah. took me a long time of. And it's one of those things, right? Where you, you lash out at the person that's closest to you. Mm -hmm. And um, so I try and ignore just, a, I, I do. And I'm not saying that's healthy. I ignore a lot of problems because I don't want to deal with that. And if anything, I probably shut down more than anything or I get very cold, right? Like this is the answer. This is the way out. I won't think about it again. And, you know, for some people, they want to think about every side of every problem. And I don't, I just, I want a solution and I want to be done with it. Like I don't want to come back and visit it, which leads me to not really having a lot of anger about a lot of stuff because it was out of my control or even if it was in my control, it didn't go my way. And I think that's the, that's the, I try and let a lot of things just not affect me, which helps with anger, but it does not mean that I don't get angry. And the worst part is my anger. Probably I have more mom rage than anything else because I can get angry about other stuff, but then it's fleeting, right? Like I don't tend to dump it onto people. Like I might vent to my friends, but it's not directed at them. Right. It's like, I just have to get this off my chest and I word vomit, whatever it is. And then I'm done. With it, right. I've released it out into the world, but I haven't put it into a vessel. Right. So like you're using Brandon as your vessel. Right. This is why I'm angry and he can feel that ire. I just want to let it out and not direct it at anyone because I, do. I, I and see, like I don't it. want to direct it. I don't I don't want to direct it at anyone because I don't like it directed at me. Right. I don't want I don't. to be the best. I don't want to be the vessel for someone's anger. I don't want to be why they're upset and I can listen. And I think that's, it's just, it's a personality thing too about how do you direct, like, how do you do that? And, we, and like, you watch, you know, you can go to counseling, you can watch videos on it, and then people talk about like, um, they talk about that's what happens, right? You find your safe person and then you dump on them. Well, pretty soon that safe person isn't going to feel safe anymore, right? Because if you're going to be the trigger point for all of their anger, then how can they contain it? And so I try not to direct my anger at people. I try to just let it go before it comes. But again, I don't let it pile up, right? Like I don't do the volcano deal. I'm just like, man, that makes me upset. And I think the other thing for me is like, I try and rationalize why I'm not rationalize. I guess that's the right word. I don't know. It's too early in the morning for me. Like I can be upset that something didn't go my way and I don't have to be upset at someone that it didn't go my way, right? Like I want to go to Disneyland, but I can't go to Disneyland. That's not James's fault. That's not my dad's fault. That's not my kid's fault. That's not Joe Blow's fault. It's just 
I have other stuff to do, so I can't go to Disneyland. And I'm just using like Disneyland as a, as a kid's example, right? I want this. I can't have it. Well, instead of being upset with someone for why I can't have it, I just can't have it. Move on with my life. Think about it. I can still be upset, but I don't have to be upset at someone. There doesn't have to be a focal point for the anger. And I think if you can do that, right, like take that deep breath. Why am I upset? And what am I really upset about? Because most of the time you're not upset about, you know, you're not upset about the spilled milk. You're upset about everything else that led up to that. But then you're going to. I think that you just have to find out, like, um, the advice I would give is because I didn't really know that I was doing that to Brandon. Um, He had to point it out to me. And once he did, I was like, I get you are right. I am doing that. And, um, but I think you have to understand like how right now you are using your anger or what it looks like for you. So you can make the changes necessary to make it better. I do not do well with, if I feel like somebody is mad at me or they confront me. I do not do well with that. Um, last year there was an incident at our local, I used to be on the board for the local ranch sorting association, the regional ranch sorting association. And, um, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. We had a great board. We all got along really well. And the secretary had, she was upset with me about something. I can't even remember what, uh, but she confronted me in front of a large group of people. And I just broke down, started bawling, screaming, acting like an idiot. I mean, I didn't say anything. I don't feel like that was terrible or anything like that. But I definitely did not act like the person that I want to be. And um, the funny thing is, is that there is a wild woman in our association and She's hilarious, and she's always, like, teetering on the edge of insanity all the time. She is the one who actually came and grabbed me and said, I know this is not who you are. I am getting you out of here. And I was extremely thankful for her. And I felt like crap afterwards because that is not who I want to be, and it is not who I am. Um, I resigned from the board after that because I was like, this is a bunch of stress and added anger that I don't need. I don't want, I work really hard to try to keep it out of my life. Um, I don't, I know that sometimes it warrants your anger warrants it, but I try to stay in such a good place. And it put me in such a bad place, the place that I don't want to be the place. And I have, you have to know that about yourself. You have to know where you want to be and where you don't want to be. I don't want to be that person. I don't ever want to go back there, but I don't handle, I, I just, I'm not very good at handling others' rejection of me or others' bad opinions of me. I guess you can think it. I just don't want to hear it to my face. It breaks me. I don't like it. Um, so another thing I have to work on, I think it's like you constantly have to be working on that stuff. If you want to be better at it, you have to know what triggers you, know what situations you can and can't be in in work yeah i mean there's like in the majority of my life i can handle anger and disappointment and hurt with indifference right so i'm ice queen um 
because if you want to hurt me, I just ignore it. And I don't yell and I don't scream and I don't bluster. But if you really push me, I'll tell you in the same tone of voice that I'll slit your throat and not feel bad about it. Right? No problem. You're done. You're gone. But there are certain people in my life that push me and they make me react in ways I do not want to react that are not normal for me. And then I have to take, you know, I have to take responsibility for that too. Why are, why am I allowing them that much control over my emotions? Because I can control them. They're not supposed to be in control of them. I, I can control them. But I think what happens when you get close to certain people, they can inflict damage knowingly or unknowingly. It's I wasn't close to this person. So no, but I'm, I'm talking about like with yeah. you with Brand, like with you with Brandon, right? Like you're inflicting yeah. damage whether you think you are or you aren't. And um, you know, if he's strong enough to withhold the storm, good on him. But some people aren't, and I know in certain situations I'm not, and it makes me feel even worse, and then I have guilt. But see, I don't really get in screaming matches like that with someone else because I'd be like, "Awesome, good for you." Gold star, you don't like me. Ugh, no, I don't. I don't like it. I don't ever want to be the person that I was that day. And I said it afterwards. I was like, I don't know where that person came from. But all I know is I'm so embarrassed on myself right now. I don't ever want to be that person. And it was on me. No, and I think like more of my anger, and it's, again, it doesn't get spilled out into anything is like, I'll hear stories about myself and it's like, well, you should have acted a different way. And I was like, and maybe it doesn't matter that you're justifying. It's like, but did they tell you what they did to, to warrant that response from me? And um, like I said, so what happens is you get, it's the same thing, right? So I can, I try and control my emotions by being indifferent, not caring not doing a lot of things or even if I carry, don't hold, I don't hold it. Like I don't carry that burden with me all the way through. And then it seems like I'm not remorseful for something I did wrong. I, I am to a point, what am I going to go do? Crawl through glass to make you feel better? No, it happened. It, you can try and not make it happen again, but the people that don't like you or say bad things about you, it's not going to matter anyway. Right. You can't apologize. I mean, you can't apologize enough for someone that doesn't like you anyhow. Yeah. And that's, it's like, that's what I, I, and that's what I deal with a lot is someone's like, well, you know, if you were just this, okay, if I was just that, you would like me, but you didn't like me when I was just that you found another problem with me. And it was a game of whack-a-mole for me to be the perfect person you wanted when really you didn't want that. You know, we deal with it all the time, right? I, I want a tra horse trainer that does this. Okay. So I did that. Oh, well, but then I want you to do this. I'm like, well, you can't have that and that. Like, you don't get it. You don't, you don't get both. I don't know how to make it work for you for both, you know? And, uh, and I do, I, I try and be kind. I, and I think that's the difference, right? Like I try and be kind, which means I don't, it doesn't mean that I'm bubbly. It's just, I try and do the best for everybody without sacrificing a lot of myself. Now you have to sacrifice yourself no matter what, but without sacrificing a lot of myself. And I am, I'm cold and indifferent because if I was as passionate as I wanted to be about everything, I would be more angry, honestly, because if it, things didn't go my way, I couldn't just shrug it off and be like, didn't happen for me. Be like, fuck this. This is what I wanted. This is how it's supposed to be done. This is what I'm doing. And you're just like, 
No. And so, again, I don't carry that stuff, and I don't really let a lot of small stuff bother me. Probably because I just don't think it's that important. Like, and it's not, that's not a judgment on you. I just don't think a lot of stuff's important. It's not, I don't even know, though, like, what's what, like, I don't know how to explain it. Um, no, it's, and it's, but a lot of people are like that, right? They let all this stuff come to them and they want to fix it. Like, I'm also not a fixer, really, right? Like, I fix horses, I fix problems in the pen but it's not my job to fix everything for you. And so I don't feel like I'm lacking control in that, de- in that department. And I do, I think like when I watch a lot of people that are angry, they either dwell in the past or they think they don't have control. And then they're looking for, you know, then you're, you've got anger bubbling all the time and something can set it off. I don't feel like, no, I'm like, I don't know. For me, it's just like if, um, say we lived together, Remy, and you never did the laundry. I had to do the laundry every day, but that was never the agreement. And so every day I'm doing your laundry, I'm folding it, and it's sitting there. You're not putting it away. So finally, I just start putting it away because I'm tired of looking at the laundry, and I don't say anything. But that goes on for two weeks. And then all of a sudden, I'm just, I'm really freaking pissed. But at the same time, I create, I don't feel like that's a little thing. I feel like that is something. No, again, that's like, that's sitting with being uncomfortable and not saying things, right? You don't say anything. That is who I am. Like, yeah, I and, I, do it and I think that's the thing is like, if I don't, like, I'll tell you that I don't like something and I'll, and for better or worse, sometimes I'll still put up with it, but I already voiced my displeasure. And, um, and I think, I think part of that too is like what the example you just gave is the same thing. It's that has to do with my mom rage, right? I do a lot of things that go unnoticed and, uh, and I like, so for me, right. My, most of my anger comes from either being dismissed or being undervalued. So for me, if I'm going to do a lot of things, I don't, it's like, like Mindy said, right. I don't need you to buy me a day at the spa. I need you to tell me, thank you. And how can I help? Right. And it's so true because um, it's like I was laughing. I was uh, there's a TikTok tock. There was like this guy's like, I really want to turn my wife on. Right. And then it's like him like scrubbing the toilet and making dinner and doing all this stuff. Because a lot of stuff, especially that women do. And it's not that men do stuff that women don't see. There's a lot of stuff that women carry the mental and emotional burden for. And it wears on you. Right. And aside from that, like the other reason that I think, like, especially that I have mom rage. And a lot of women at mom rages, we're also the vessel for everyone else's emotions, whether they think they're putting them onto us or not. So we have to take care of our kids and our husband and ourselves. Well, that's a lot of shit you're carrying. That's a lot of weight to carry, even if you don't think you're carrying a lot of it. So you, you know, you end up getting upset. And it, I think your hormones keep your emotions a little closer to the surface than men's do. But I think the other thing that, contradictory is like, you know, women don't get as angry because we've been taught our whole life to not be angry, right? We've been taught to how to handle emotions because you don't want to be seen as emotional. When I think men are much more emotional than women because they never had to regulate it. They weren't taught to really regulate it. I don't know. I've always, it is what it is with my emotions, I guess. I don't know. Um, 
said, I know what I'm doing and I'm, you got to work on it, I guess. I know it. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's, it's, it, it's hard for me. Like when I get to that point, it's hard for me to not be combative and defensive at the same time. Right. When it's like, well, why are you upset? Well, I'm upset for all of these things. Well, you didn't tell me that. Well, I did tell you that and you did not listen. Again, you're dismissing what I told you. So then I'm upset. And for me, if I get really upset, I really don't yell. If I'm really upset, I just shut down completely. I just don't talk. I'm like, mm -hmm. if I talk when I'm mad, you should be really worried. <laughs> yeah, if I get quiet, you should be really worried. But like when I get past that, like especially if I'm hurt, I just don't talk. Like I just shut down. Because if I shut down, then you can't inflict more damage on me. Which is not healthy. Not saying that's a good coping mechanism. I'm just no, saying. I don't think that how either one of us deal with any of it is probably good. But um, you ever watch that show Heart of Dixie? No. Okay, so this show is like Rachel Rachel Bilson is on the CW, and there's it's like a New York lawyer moves to like a southern town, like, and she's not. Anyway, there's these bells, and they're like, oh, you have to follow this handbook, and it's this whole diary of how like the founding father and his wife did everything and she never got upset and all this stuff and it ends with her i think like hitting him oh and the, so the girl from new york's like did you guys read the entire thing because she's doing all this to make her southern boyfriend happy and he's just being an asshole about it she's like did you guys ever read the last journal entry and they're like no and then she's like oh we hit she hit him over the like i think she ends up hitting him with like a wagon wheel because he didn't do something she's like so <laughs> even she couldn't keep it up for that long but I, I always love that because it's like, you know, on the like on the outside, right? She was perfect and everything looked great. And then at the end, she snapped about something dumb and then hit him with like a wagon wheel. <laughs> or ran, I maybe ran him over with a wagon. Funny story. Uh, well. Um, so we have no answers. So the wrap up is we have no answers. Try and be aware of what triggers your anger and uh, try not to focus it on people. Yeah. Don't put yourself in situations that are gonna bring out the worst part of you, I guess. Um, one more story from vacation before we leave, and I think it's a really good one. So we've been going to the same resort for the last seven years, and we are the new kids on the block. Every There's six cabins and a campground, but all the people that are going there have been going there for 20 some years. And the cabin next door to us has always been occupied by, um, Bonnie and Jim is their names, and they were probably in their 60s. Uh, super nice people. Anyhow, we've gotten to know them throughout the years. They're really active. They enjoy hiking. They've got dogs. They trout fish. We've just really good people. So when we first get there on Saturday, Bonnie comes up to me and um, gave me a hug, you know, happy to see me, all of that. And I'm like, how how was the summer because we don't see these people all but once a year and I said how was your summer winter all of that she said good but she said there's been some changes this year and I was like oh what would that be she said well I'm by myself Jim passed away four months ago and I was heartbroken for her um obviously but he got sick and he died very suddenly and so I tried right. to I'm listening to you I got bit by something Oh, I've got bites all over. I don't know what they're coming from. Um, anyway, so I tried to go talk to her every morning because it was really hard for her to be at the resort without him. It just was bringing up a lot of memories. 
and the one day it was kind of gloomy and it was misting and Brendan and I were complaining about what we were going to do on this day that was not perfect and Bonnie was over there talking to us and just telling us basically it's fine you'll figure it out <coughs> and she said something before she left and it was good so I had to go write it down and I want to share it with you guys because I think it has a lot of meaning behind it and it's pretty simple saying but um it's a good reminder. She said, well, she said, um, I'm going to go back to my cabin now, but I want you two to enjoy the day, whatever it may bring. And it was, like I said, such a simple saying, but a really good reminder. Just because the day is dark and gloomy doesn't mean that you have to be in that place too. So... No, it's, it's very true. Also, uh, it sucks because sometimes we want to have a pity party when it's dark and gloomy. Oh, so it's, uh, yeah, I, anger is a funny thing. And I think as, I think it changes too, as you get older, I think other things trigger you. So again, parting words, figure out what triggers you. Try not to direct it at anyone. And, uh, don't let it make you be a person you don't want to be. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's all you can do is just mm -hmm. work on being who you do want to be. And I, you know, and I think there's, I think that's the other thing is like, if you're passionate, you tend to have a little bit of anger in you too. So, you know, if you're just nice, then there's that word, just nice, just nice. Unicorns and roses. Yeah. Well, um, we've got a couple of really good interviews coming up, I think. Um, glad to be back on with you this week, Grimmy. Um, get back to normal here. Yeah. School. You yeah. guys started. We start in a few weeks after Labor Day. When you're supposed to start school, not the beginning of August, unlike us. So, you know. I know. It's like, let them enjoy the better, you know, part of the month and yeah. then start in September. Yeah, like their first day of school was 110, and I was like, that's what you should do is put children in a classroom when it's this hot. Oh. It's crazy. All, All right, right friends. And we will talk next time. Bye. Until then, be bold. Be brave. Be humble. Talk to you later. Bye.